Guys, it's so good to be with y'all here tonight. I love Monday nights. My name is Ryan Nixon, and I have new life in Christ, and I am in recovery for pride, lust, worshiping what people think of me, and this last week, fear of disappointing others. Hey, friends. Well, guys, I I do. I love Monday nights because it was through this ministry um, and just through this body of Christ that God um, helped me in my own journey of recovery and helped me in my own journey in understanding more of who Christ is um, and, and how he wants me to live. And so this month, um, as we're thinking through just kind of the series, um, I asked those who were teaching, I said, hey, if you could share one thing with this region family, like what would you share? And I loved as Chuck shared on surrender and the importance of that. And then David talked about anxiety and how Christ wants to offer us healing and hope from that. And, and as I thought about what I wanted to share, I was like, I just thought about what God taught me in my own journey of recovery and what is one of the things this season God is continuing to teach me. Um, And it's about the gospel. And not just about the gospel, but about how I am in need of the gospel every single day. And and, and just wanted to get a chance to talk to you all about that tonight. I love this quote. It says, never be content with your current grasp of the gospel. The gospel is life-permeating, world-altering, universe-changing truth. It has more facets than a diamond, and its depths man will never exhaust. And guys, as I think about the scriptures, I love in 1 Corinthians as it talks about, hey, as we're thinking about being transformed in the image of Christ, the thing God calls us to do is to gaze upon the glory of the Lord. And as we gaze upon the glory of the Lord, we will be transformed from one glory to the next. And there is no greater place to see the glory of God than in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, It is through this gospel that we experience hope and healing and freedom and redemption. Um, And it is the thing that God continues to remind me of is that I need it daily. I need this truth daily. And for the longest time, I thought the gospel was something that I needed to believe in so that I could be saved for eternity, or it was something that I needed so that I could share with others who didn't know about Christ. And as I look back upon my life, like my greatest stumbling block you know, in the past, and also my greatest stumbling block over these past few weeks, is when I am not resting and being reminded of the truth of the gospel. And so I just want to share with you a little bit of my story. Like, I, I trusted in the gospel at age 11. Like, it was, that was the first time that I truly experienced the kindness of God through other believers. And that was the first time that I clearly heard the gospel. Um, and this gospel truth is this, is that God, that I was created in the image of God, that we were created in the image of God. And that God loves me and wants to be in relationship with me. But because of sin and selfishness, because of my sin and selfishness, like I'm separated from God. But God, but because of God's great love for us, he went off on this rescue mission. And he sent his son, his only son, to live the perfect life, a life that none of us could live. And then that son died on the cross, experiencing the wrath of God, experiencing the punishment that you and I deserve. And then three days later, he rose from the grave, conquering death and offering life for everyone who believes. And at age 11, like I was like, there was this, an understanding, a a childlike understanding of I need that. And I put my faith in Christ as my savior. But early on, I began to believe some lies. I believed that I was saved by the truth of the gospel, Um, But it was up to me to continue to live out this Christian life, that I was on my own and it was going to be my my own strength. And so I had this works-based, performance-based faith. And I believed a lie that if I did well, that God and others would love me and would affirm me. 
Um, But if I made poor choices, if I sinned, that God and others were disappointed in me and that they'd begin to distance themselves from me. And so I, and and again, I, I was a good kid because I didn't want that distance or disappointment from others. And so not only was that lie and sin there, but then there began to be birthed this lie of, of pride, of worshiping what other people think of me and having this deep-seated fear of disappointing others. And now fast forward a couple years and I was introduced to pornography. And from a very early age, I became, became addicted to the sin of lust, pornography, and masturbation. And then that was combined with my deep fear of disappointing others and worshiping what other people thought of me, which caused me to manage my sin and manage my reputation. Um, And then this cycle consumed me for over two decades. Looking good on the outside, kind of excelling even within Christian organizations while inside, uh, just feeling the weight of the guilt and shame of my poor choices and then these lies that were moving me towards a place of discouragement Um, despair, and sometimes even deep-seated depression. But God and his kindness, like he moved me to a place of confession. And sadly, it was after I was already in ministry for full-time ministry, getting paid to tell people about the gospel for five years. I was already married to my beautiful bride and wife for four years. Um, We were expecting our first child, but even in the midst of these things that there was so much hypocrisy in my life, God and his kindness brought me to a place of confession. And I confessed my sins um, to my wife and to my community group um, and then came here for recovery on Monday nights. And it was through this ministry that God began to help me understand my identity in Christ and what I was missing, even though I was doing work for the Lord, what I was missing in my relationship with the Lord. And he began to heal me and helped me understand my identity with Christ. And it was during this first time through recovery that God began to help me experience freedom and healing from that low-hanging fruit of that addiction uh, to lust and pornography. Um, but as, as time kind of went on, um, I realized that, hey, I could still use um, God's transforming healing in my life. And yes, that, that, that kind of monkey was off my back, but I knew that there was something more that God wanted for me. And so I came through a second time. And as I came through a second time, like God began to peel more and more layers away. And he revealed to me this like these deeper heart issues that were even more destruction than my more destructive than my addiction to pornography. Like I realized um, during the second time that I had this huge issue of pride, that I worshiped what other people thought of me, and that I had so much fear around disappointing others, and that these deep-seated sins in my life were the things that were keeping me from doing the things I needed to do to experience healing, which was confession to other believers. And so as I began to come across some of the gospel truths throughout the region curriculum and then some of the gospel truths that other believers were reminding me of, like I loved what I began to see in step three and realized that the greater problem that I had, again, wasn't even with these sins and these lies that I was believing, but it was a gospel problem. Like I had believed in the gospel for my eternity, but I had not believed in the gospel for daily living. Like I believed that Christ had saved me because of the gospel, that he saved me from the penalty of sin, but I was not believing that Christ was saving me each and every day. Like, and I was like uh, the Galatians that Paul wrote to. And this, this verse rings so true to me. 
in Galatians chapter three. It says, oh foolish Galatians, like who has bewitched you? It was, before, it was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish having begun by the spirit? Are you being, now being perfected by the flesh? And so for me, like I, I knew that my salvation was by the work of the Spirit, through the truth of the gospel. But during my Christian life, you know, I'd have, you know, better seasons than others. But for the most part, like, I was trying to work out this Christian life by my own strength and by not trusting in the finished work of Jesus Christ for me. And just over and over again, I found myself in in different ditches and kind of attaching myself to different sin struggles because I had a gospel problem. And so as I think about what it was that God was wanting to teach me during that time, it was that I needed to have a daily dependence upon the truth of the gospel. That this gospel isn't just for me for a moment or for me to pass on to other people, but it is for daily living. And I love what Paul says in a few verses earlier in Galatians. In Galatians 2.20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Like it is through faith, it is by grace through faith that we are saved, that Christ is saving us and that we will be saved. Like as I think about this idea of salvation, like what is this great salvation? It is that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Through his life, death, and resurrection, he has saved us from the penalty of sin. That happens at the moment of salvation, the moment that we believe. But while we're on this earth, day by day, like he is saving us. Every single day, he is saving us from the power of sin. He is wanting us to experience this newness of life. And that one day, Christ will save us from the presence of sin. And like, I knew this in my head. I taught this to other people. I would converse about this with with friends or someone who was struggling, but I was not believing this in my own heart. I would wake up in the morning. I'd spend time in God's word. I would read the truth of scripture. And then I'd put my Bible down and I would walk out in my own strength, trying to do the work of the ministry, trying to obey God, um, trying to fight sin and love others but devoid of the power of the gospel. And this is what I love about Paul and all throughout the scriptures, like what we see, like Paul and other places in the scriptures, we see they focus on who Christ was and what he has done before they begin to talk about what we're to do or how we're to live. And like for us as believers, like we have to do the same thing before we try to spend time thinking through what are the steps that I need to do so that I can experience healing. We need to, as a family of believers, rest in what Christ has already done for us. And we need to be reminded of this gospel on a regular basis. And I just wanna share this with you again. Like it is, this is the gospel that, that you are created in the image of God. And that God loves you so much that he wants a relationship with you. But because of your selfishness, because of your sin, there's been separation between you and God, sometimes between you and others. But God loves us so much, he loves you so much that he went off on this rescue mission to where he sent his son, his only son, 
to live the perfect life, a life that you could never live, no matter how hard you try. And then he died on the cross, experiencing the wrath of God for you so that you wouldn't have to experience. I love the scripture where it says, he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf so that we could experience, so that we could become the righteousness of God. And then he rose again from the grave, offering life for everyone who believes. And it is through this truth and the benefits of this truth that we need to be reminded of on a daily basis. Another quote says, to use an expression, we must preach the gospel to ourselves every day. For me, that means I keep going back to scriptures such as Isaiah 53, 6, Galatians 2, 20, Romans 8, 1. It means I frequently repeat the words of the old hymn, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. So no matter what step you're on right now, if this is your first time tonight, no matter what addiction, hurt, or habit like brought you into this room, the thing that you need to do more than fighting that addiction or fighting that sin is rest in the truth of the gospels and then become a continual recipient of the benefits of the gospel. And we need to remind ourselves of this every single day. And I was just thinking about like, what are these benefits of the gospel? That I am no longer a slave, but a son. Like I am not defined by my addiction to pornography, by my pride, by my worship of what other people think of me or any of those things. And you are not defined by your addiction, by your hurt, by what happened to you, by your insecurities, by your anxiety. Whatever brought you into this room, whatever you're trying to experience healing and freedom from, you are not defined by that. You are defined by this if you are a child of God. We, you, are no longer slaves, but are sons and daughters. You are no longer an enemy of God, but a friend and a child. You are no longer defined by your sin, but you are identified as a co-heir of Christ. God is not disappointed in you. God is not disappointed in you because of your sin, but he has nothing left but love and affection and joy over you because of Jesus. And as I think about just the truth of, of what God does, he wants us to continue to remind ourselves of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ and the benefits that we're to receive of the gospel as well. So for me, like I love this ministry because it is a constant reminder of the truth of the gospel. Like the steps, as you think through them, as you're working through them, they're just pointing us to the truth of the gospel and then the benefits of the gospel as we walk by faith and by the spirit. And I need those reminders. I need gospel reminders on a regular basis, whether it's regen, whether it's other believers, whether it's gospel-centered preaching or, or gospel-centered books that remind me of this. Um, and a few years ago, um, a friend introduced me to this book called A Gospel Primer for Christians. Um, and it has been such a gift to me. Like I have read it probably five or six times over the last few years. Um, and it is like a cold drink on a hot summer day um, to my soul. Um, and I've loved this so much that I, I gave a copy to our team and we're reading through it right now and trying to remind ourselves that before we think about doing ministry with the gospel and for the gospel here on Monday nights, like we need to be ministered to by the gospel on a daily basis. And I hope that tonight, like a reminder for you is that you too also need to be reminded of the gospel. And one of my favorite quotes, um, all these quotes have come from this book tonight. And one of my favorite ones Towards the end, 
uh, just continues to just remind me of God's love and that he's not disappointed in me. As a justified one, I am under, under God's gracious favor at all times because of what Jesus did. This favored standing with God has nothing to do with my performance, but only to do with the performance of Jesus. But now I realize that absolutely 100% of the wrath I deserve for my sin was truly spent on Jesus. And there is none of God's anger left over me to bear, even when I fail God as a Christian. How awesome is that? Hence, God now has only love, compassion, and deepest affections for me. And this, is, and this love is without any admixture of wrath whatsoever. God always looks upon me and treats me with gracious favor. As I need to be reminded of that every single morning and every single evening. I need to be reminded of the truths of scripture that point me to who Christ is and what he's done and now who I am because of that. And so no matter where you are in the steps, no matter where you are in your battle against what you're trying to fight, I want you to know that there's healing and hope because of the gospel. And that we are to surrender ourselves to this truth every single day. Again, I, I love this ministry. I love that you're here because um, even if you didn't know it was the gospel that you needed, you're raising your hand saying, hey, something's not right in my life. And, and I've heard that this is a place that I can find help. And I just want you to know the thing that we have to offer you is the truth of the gospel, God's word, God's spirit, and God's people. But I want you to know that's the only thing you need. And one of my favorite parts on Monday night is as we get to hear story after story as other people have experienced healing and transformation because of this gospel. Um, and tonight, I'm so excited that um, one of the gals on our region staff team is gonna share her story of experiencing healing and hope through the gospel. And so please welcome Sarah up to the stage.